1: Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. It's that time again. We are here for another episode and I don't know about you, but I'm ready to learn to earn. You know, part of the reason I do this show is because I walk away learning something new myself every week. You know, when I cover certain topics, I am not an expert in every topic and I have to do my own research before I can bring that information to you. I know that Those of you listening to my show depend on accurate, honest information, information you can count on, information that's actionable, things that actually work, things that I'm actually doing. So therefore, I take take the time to self-educate as I teach you. Now, I bet some of you are disappointed thinking, man, we thought Tyler had all the answers. No, I don't have all the answers. Heck, I don't have most of the answers. But what I do do is I surround myself with people that are smarter than I am. This week, we're going to talk about life in the rat race, and I'm going to probably break this up into a couple different episodes in the, along this topic, uh, this this uh, subject line, so to speak, because I think it's something that we need a reminder of every once in a while. I think that we can very easily get caught up in what go, in the lifestyle, so to speak, of being a real estate investor. I've been back. Going to real estate investment meetings again in my area lately, I've been doing some speaking engagements, teaching people, number one, how to buy smart, how to raise private capital for their deals. I've been getting uh, speaking engagements all over town. And when I'm out there, I do a lot of people watching. Even when I'm up on stage talking to people, I do a lot of people watching and I'm trying, I'm starting to get an idea of what's going on in the marketplace and, and more importantly, what's going on in our economy. Now the band, the Eagles, Now, some of you young guys and girls probably don't remember the Eagles. You've never heard of the Eagles. Well, for everybody else listening, the Eagles wrote and published the song Life in the Fast Lane uh, many, many years ago. And I can't believe I have to actually say that it was many years ago. It seems like yesterday, but that's a whole other story. It was a popular song that headed right to the top of the charts. And I don't know if it was number one, number five, number seven, doesn't matter. But it talked about living large and running at full speed and that type of thing. And I can tell you the investing lifestyle, I've seen that go on here locally in my market and when I go to functions around the country. Now, today's real estate world, many investors seem to be running in the fast lane, which is to me concerning, I'll be honest with you. It concerns me deeply because what I find more often than not is they don't have the income to back up the lifestyle. They're living a lie financed by American Express, Visa, MasterCard. What's in your wallet? Why is it that broke people turn into real estate? I don't get it. What makes broke people turn to real estate? Hey, I'm on my last nickel and now I'm going to be a real estate investor. I know that some of you are in that situation, are listening to the show right now. And I wonder what is it? Is it the media that tells you that you're going to get rich quick, that you're going to not have to do much work Uh, as a real estate investor. It's going to be simple. It'll be easy. It'll be quick. You you read a book, you take a course and it'll solve all your problems. Well, I'm here to tell you if you haven't figured out that yet, that is so not the case. I really want to know what attracts people besides the riches. I I know that some people talk about, they like to take ugly things and make them pretty. Well, you can do that with a county park that's under-established or or, uh, under-renovated. But, you know, we Americans, we tend to idolize those that we perceive to be rich and successful. You drive around my market, you've got really fancy houses. And people perceive that the people living in those mansions are rich and successful. I know one guy in our market, he's one of these uh, instant, you know, uh, what do you call it, internet millionaires. The guy's been a millionaire for about six months. He's made a couple million dollars. Of course, he, he's kind of a jackass, I'll be honest with you. He's, he's, a, he's a jerk. He, he's got a, just a terrible personality. Young kid, just bought himself a mansion. He'll be broke in about an hour and a half. You watch. In the next two years, this kid will be flat-busted broke, probably drunk in a ditch somewhere because he doesn't have financial intelligence. You know, The first thing that these people are doing is they're running out and buying a mansion. Well, that is poverty mentality is what that is, believe it or not. That's poverty mentality. How about get your financial house in order? Uh, Grant Cardone says, get your money right. Those who are stuck in the rat race view those that are not as different. And I've experienced this. They look at you like you're mysterious or that you're worth paying attention to. When I tell people that we've escaped the rat race, that yes, our first deal got us out of the rat race. Why is that, ladies and gentlemen? Can any of you tell me why my our first deal, the second act, for those of you that don't know, we uh, we were in real estate for many years, got out before the crash. I was in real estate long before Jill and I ever got together. She did a couple deals uh, before we got together on her own, you know, houses that she lived in, things like that. But um, we got out of the business for many years and then got back in. And people think, well, you've escaped the rat race in your first deal. They think that we are like multi, multi, multi gazillionaires. And that's not true. That's just simply not accurate. The bottom line is we did the math. We did the numbers. We did the work, more importantly. And we struck a deal. And then we asked ourselves, what can we do to make this deal better? We paid attention to what was going on in the marketplace around us we reduced our expenses down to a point to where they were realistic in other words we trimmed the fat we found that we were wasting money see when we first started playing the cash flow 101 game which later led to the cash flow 101 events we realized that we needed to teach other people this because this is some pretty powerful information getting financial intelligence getting on board with getting your money right i can tell you that right now that i am not mysterious you may want to pay attention because the chances are not because I'm any smarter than you, because I assure you I'm probably not any smarter than you, but I can tell you that I've probably made more mistakes than you have. When I do a speaking engagement, one of the slides I put up there from time to time is what qualifies me to stand here and educate you or talk to you. Recently I was on Larry Harbold's stage. That's a pretty big honor for me being on his stage. I was speaking to his students at one of his events and we were talking about rehab and things like that. And, you know, one of the things that qualifies me, the most important thing that qualifies me to educate others is that I've already done all the dumb stuff that you could possibly do. There's not a whole lot of mistakes that you, you have made that I probably have not made. No, I've never been a drug addict and I've, I've never been a, a jailbird or, or, you know, anything like that. Hardened criminal, nothing, none of that. But I've done a lot of dumb stuff. I've, I've used credit cards for things I shouldn't use credit cards for. I've, Overpaid for things because I was too chicken to negotiate. I've bought things that had no no real value, doodads, things like that. Things that did not put money in my pocket; they took money out. So that brings us to what is the rat race, folks? You know, for me, and everybody has their own definition, but for me, it, it the d- definition came when I read Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's when I first learned about the concept of the rat race. See, Prior to that, I was just doing what I was taught to do. My parents taught me that I needed to go get a good job, I needed to work hard, and pay my bills, and then I can retire for less money. And I thought to myself, <laughs> "This is kind of dumb. I don't like this. I don't like this at all." And I read the book "Rich Dad Poor Dad" many many years ago, and at the time, I got through like the, I don't know the first or second chapter. I put it down. I was like, "This is now this is books for rich people. It's not certainly not for me." And I put it down and walked away from it. It took several years before I picked it back up. And then I picked it back up and literally the book changed my life overnight because it changed my mindset folks. And if you want to change your situation, it all starts with that gray matter between your ears. If your mind isn't right, if your mindset is not right, then you're never going to get to where you want to be. You've got to get your mindset, right? You got to understand where you're going. You got to have a plan If you don't have a plan, you don't know where you're going, ladies and gentlemen, you are simply not going to get there. That is a fact. So the rat race, it kind of goes like this. It's get up, go to work, come home, pay bills, go to sleep, get up, go to work, come home, pay bills, on and on and on. Well, that's not what I wanted to do. I did not want to retire and be that guy at Walmart waving people going, hi, welcome to Walmart. Or worse, would you like fries with that? No, thank you. I'm sorry. And I don't mean to be mean to the older folk that are working these jobs. I'm sure that there is a some degree of them that are there because they're bored. Uh-huh. Uh, because they just want to make a difference at Walmart. Yep, that's why. I'm sure that's the case. Yeah, always. They all want to be that way. Oh, come on, people. Maybe one or two people in your local market are like that. But the rest of them are there because they're broke. The reason why they're living in the mobile home park is because they're broke. And it doesn't really matter whose fault that is. The bottom line is you can change it. It's never too late to change it. Now, many Americans, they're stuck in this rut with no hope of escape whatsoever. Many people believe that achieving riches in the real estate is just is simple. And I can't believe, or it's easy rather. I shouldn't say simple, it's easy. People believe that it's easy. It's not easy, I can tell you that. I know the gurus would like to make you think that it's easy. You know, if you just buy this one course, this will give you everything you need. What they don't tell you is that you actually have to finish the course. That's right. You've got to not only open the book, but you actually read what's inside. You have to go and do all the work. Not just, you don't win by buying the course. That's like trying to say that you're disappointed you lost the race because you bought the Mustang GT and you parked it in your driveway or Porsche or Audi or Ferrari or whatever your flavor is. Buying the car is not going to win the race. You actually have to get in the race. Okay, you've got to get in the race. Now, simple? Yeah. Real estate investing is simple if you let it be. It's not complicated. I promise you that. We tend to make it complicated. The gurus like to make it complicated because that sells books and tapes and courses. But let's be honest, folks, the same information that was put out 50 years ago in regard to real estate investing still works today. The only difference is you no longer have an eight track player and we're all too lazy to read a book. We want everything in video and podcast format and you know, microchip under the skin, whatever, to infuse the information into us. But information without action is completely useless, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to tell you that. Information without action is completely useless. So we need you to get up, get out there, and start writing some offers. I need you to take things to the next level. I need you to get mad, get sick and tired of where you are. Get upset because you're not yet ready to retire. Not because you don't want to retire, because you cannot afford to retire. You should get pissed about that. That should wake you up in the morning in a cold sweat. If it doesn't, your mind's not right. And if your mind's not right, your mindset, then you got to fix that problem. Hard work is something that most folks these days tend to shy away from. That's been my experience. I, I know this because I recently was going through some rehab work uh, on a small building that I was working on with, uh, some partners and getting people to show up on time was like pulling teeth or show up at all, even with references. And somebody co- uh, commented recently, you know, Oh, well some team you got, who are they? They're you know, they're never around. I'm like, well, first of all, the last time I did a flip was 2004 or 2005. I think and those people are long out of business. Now, granted, we have a construction crews up in Tennessee where we do the majority of our construction, but I haven't even done rehab in the Tampa Bay area since 2014. Sad enough to say that the people that we hired back then, well, most of them, they were terrible. And the ones that weren't terrible, they're busy. They're very busy. Or they're out of business, one or the other. That's just the reality of it, folks. So, you know, building a team is something that is an ever-evolving process. Keep that in mind. You may have a team of 20 people working for you this week, and next week you get 10 or zero. That's just how it works. That's the reality of it. Here's the deal, folks. And, and, and this is we, we avoid confrontation or that which what we perceive is confrontation. That's one thing that spooks a lot of people. Besides the hard work, people are like, well, I don't want to fail. Because if I fail, that's like falling down and getting a boo-boo. And if I get a boo-boo, my mommy won't be there to give me a Band-Aid and kiss me and tell me everything's going to be all better. Give me a break. Come on. Negotiating is not confrontation, folks. Yes, you're going to have to learn how to sell. You're going to have to learn how to negotiate to be successful in real estate. In order for you to be able to retire, you are either going to A, have to develop those skills, be able to sell be able to negotiate either develop those skills or be willing to hire somebody that will do it for you. So you can't complain when you have to hire somebody like me to do your negotiating for you. It's not my fault that you didn't take the time to learn how to negotiate that. You didn't believe me when I said that it is not a, uh, it doesn't have to be a full frontal assault. You're not attacking anybody. It's that simple. You're just having conversations with people, so it's not confrontational. Let's not pretend that it is, okay? And here's the real deal, ladies and gentlemen, and this is what I really want you to get your head around. You can lose your job tomorrow. You can lose your big business or your government-funded pension, pension tomorrow. The income stream as you know it that is not passive, can disappear overnight. Understand that. Getting out of the rat race is all about building up your passive income until an amount that exceeds your expenses. So here's the thing, folks. You can't be fired from a rental property. As long as you continue to maintain it, then you will be fine. But your boss could come in tomorrow and say, yeah, I went to Vegas and I spent your paycheck. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Or your partner if you come in tomorrow and say, I decided I want to go do something else with my money and leave you high and dry. People can make commitments to you that will not follow through. People lie, they cheat, and they steal. People get nervous. People go through various states of fear that cripples and paralyzes them, makes them do obnoxious things to other people, things that could have an impact in your life well-being financially however if you have passive income that which you have control over that's the key here folks is having control over the income then you will be fine you will weather any storm that comes a knocking but you first have to build those up and no you're not going to build that up in one day you're not going to take one magic pill course and get through that process you're not going to take any boot camp, mastermind, read an ebook, attend a webinar or whatever and get all the answers to life. No matter what you choose, it's going to take an incredible amount of work. And that's where I've probably lost half of you right now. And you're already looking for a way to hit the stop button going, if it's work, I don't want anything to do with it. I just, there's got to be a way to get rich quick. There isn't a way to get rich quick that is sustainable. Remember earlier I talked about the young millionaire. That kid is going to be broke in a heartbeat. I guarantee it. He doesn't believe in anything that has to do with investing in real estate or anything tangible. He's, in, he's investing his time and he's banking on his ability to blow smoke up people's, you know what? That's what he's banked his future on. He is going to be sorely disappointed that I can assure you. So enough of that. Let's talk about how we can, how we can accomplish this. First of all, Grant Cardone, a guy I love hearing Grant Cardone talk, he talks about get your money right. That means not blowing your money on silly things that don't put money in your pocket. Doodads. Eating out is a huge expense incurred by Americans. It's costing us millions. I am, Jill and I are terrible offenders of this. But she listens to the show and maybe uh, together we will be strong and not peter away our money eating out. Because we have a very busy schedule and we eat out a lot. But we've also worn ourselves out and spent a fortune on food eating out. I've got a big green egg sitting out in the yard. Beautiful, gorgeous, big, expensive grill that I love to death that puts out an amazing meal. Last night was the first night in four months I opened the lid on that thing. And to clean the cobwebs out of it, for gosh sakes. So I want to go back to the grocery store. I'm going to do this with you. Get financially responsible. Just say no to Applebee's or whatever other restaurant you can come up with that's slowly bleeding you dry. Just because Visa or MasterCard says yes doesn't mean that you can't say no. Speaking of Visa and MasterCard, pay off credit cards sooner than later. Start with the cards that have the smallest balance. You do that because it helps you have that feeling of accomplishment. No, I'm not trying to be Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, nothing wrong with Dave Ramsey, uh, but I'm not a, totally excited about everything he has to say. He does have, he does say he doesn't believe in any debt, and he's not a big believer in inv- investing in real estate. That's his business. He sells insurance, so there you go. But pay off the smallest balance credit card first. I know other people tell you use the highest interest and in this and that, whatever, but you need some little wins along the way. You need a sense of accomplishment avoid the end caps at your local store this one is a bad one for me especially home depot they are specifically designed to entice you to buy please don't get suckered into that especially rehabbers when you're at lowe's and home depot they are the worst they they've got the the mexican coke at the end cap i get suckered into the mexican coke all the time because i'm I, i'm i like sugar like you know Druggies like crack. I mean, for me, it's like, oh boy, Mexican Coke. It's loaded down with sugar. I love it. I have a Mexican Coke and then I'm down for two days. I mean, it's like, I don't know what's what's in that stuff, but it puts, maybe it's real Coke, who knows, but it it just knocks me out. Before you start getting involved in investing, you've got to establish financial prudence, folks. You've got to know what's going out every month, where your money goes. Too many investors are financial train wrecks and can't figure out why real estate investing has not solved all of their financial problems. If we can't control our finances, real estate investing will likely make your financial situation worse before it gets better. That I assure you, because you find yourself spending money that you don't really have. Once we know what our monthly expenses are, We then know what we need to be in order to be in order to escape the rat race. Remember, the expenses only provide a break even point. A break even point doesn't allow for future expansion or growth, folks. You got That just gives you a baseline. It does not include retirement contributions. Usually it doesn't include college savings or anything else outside of basic survival. Now, I'm not telling you to pat it on there so bad that you want to walk off a short pier. But at that stage of the game, you're going to have to think about these things as well. Remember, when you're figuring your passive income goals, that's forever money. All you got to do is just keep maintaining what you're doing. And it just keeps peeling off money every month. Forever. The lower we can get our expenses, the easier it will be to escape the rat race, folks. And many people forget this. When we do the cash flow events locally, people always forget this. They, they're hell-bent to election to build passive income, and that's awesome. But they forget to drop their expenses, too. That's the other side of it. This is why in the game, doctors, attorneys, and engineers have high expenses because they live to a higher lifestyle than most people do. So for them, it's more difficult to get out of the rat race. They've got bigger taxes, bigger expenses. It's more difficult for them. So cut out what you don't absolutely need until a later time. Because understand, once you get out of the rat race, everything is sweeter, let me tell you. It's a good feeling out here. But still, you can get easily caught up and you go out to dinner every night. And then you're eating all that garbage. Let me tell you, I put on some weight eating out all the time. But I stopped eating out for about a month and lost 20 pounds. How about that? That and I gave up sugar. And dropped another 10 pounds. Once you learn that to, to cut out the stuff that you don't need, you're going to realize a huge windfall. I mean, believe it or not, for a couple of years, I actually had to stop buying electronics and firearms, if you can believe that. I'm so glad those dark days are over with. Goodness gracious. Now I can go to the gun shop whenever I want. And, you know, Amazon, my best friend. The difference is, is that my assets provide me a predictable stream of income, so it's very easy for me to live my life happily because I have passive income that comes in every single month. My wife doesn't need to work. She does work, but she doesn't need to. She provides the medical insurance. She enjoys what she does and they pay her ridiculous amount of money. So that doesn't suck either. So she keeps working for now, but probably this year she's not going to be working anymore because she doesn't really want to work anymore. And if she doesn't need to work, why should she? Might as well go travel, have some fun, take this show on the road, so to speak. How many people find it easier, you know, to escape the rat race than what they originally thought. But here's the other thing. A lot of people, they feel it's easy to escape the rat race, but then they're not paying attention. They, they quickly snap right back into it again. So you, you're out. Oh my God, I'm out of the rat race. That's great. And then before you know it, you're back in the rat race again. That happened to us. At the beginning of our second act in real estate, we acquired a bunch of properties. We got 26 properties in our first year. I was so focused on the quantity of properties, I made a couple dumb decisions, financial ones, along the way. So I had to streamline how I did things. I couldn't live that right the rock star lifestyle. I can't talk today. So although we got out of the rat race... We fell back in the rat race and we had to dig ourselves back out again. Now, Jill helped give me a swift kick in the, in the, you know what, to get us back on track, but we got there, but just understand, be cognizant of getting out of the rat race is hard. Getting right back in the rat race is easy. Don't fall for that trap. Fortunately, I know from, from experience, I've fallen out of the rat race twice. but got back in. Now I'm in for, I'm out of the rat race. For the long-term. Now we've got it under control. I want you to join me on this side of the fence. It's a beautiful place to be. Talk to you next week. Appreciate you coming out and spending some time with me. Have a great week, ladies
0: and gentlemen. This concludes today's episode. episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.